Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! Crazy. This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Are you ready for a revolution in your thinking? We We are! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Yes. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. Today's show is Look to Your Inner Wisdom with Michael Schoonover. Let me switch glasses for this. Uh, The more active we are in living a life directed by spiritual principles, the more miracles we will experience. We all know people who, whether they call it God or conscience, seem to naturally trust and follow their inner guidance, which never fails to bring more good into their lives. Then there are those among us who seem to have always doubted ourselves and acted more out of fear than faith. Here's the good news. God's guidance, our inner GPS, is always connected to spirit and is available to us all here and now. When trusted and followed, this guidance leads us to greater good. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners with examples of how to access and build the confidence to follow God's guidance. And during the second segment... Divinely Guided Unity Minister Michael Schoonover enters our coordinates with today's reading, Guidance. Ah. Are we going to kick it off with some good readings? Well, there's a lot of things to kick it off with because we have new mugs. Oh, mug shots. Our new segment, Mug Shots. If you're you're not on YouTube to really uh, partake of mug shots. You're covering the mugs on your mug shot. There you go. Yeah, I'm still learning since it's a new segment. Get on YouTube. Funniest thing with Daryl and Ed. Like and subscribe there. You can see the mug shots. My mug comes with a story, which is it's my son Elliot and the man named Notch, who is the the one who created the person who created Minecraft. He has one word name. Notch. Like Madonna I, and Prince. Yeah, I don't know know what his real name is, but his programmer name is Notch, and he um. We, we've always kind of let the childlike joy that Elliot had uh, lead the way, you know. Well, he's the example of what we're all trying to learn My son, with today's episode. Oh, yes. Both of these guys, actually. Yes. Notch made Minecraft, which is a billion-dollar product, while working at another software developer. He just made it for fun, and it just took off unexpectedly. He had no idea that it would, and it turned into a billion-dollar thing. My son, we decided to go to MineCon that year in Orlando, Florida in 2013, 10 years ago. We never did a lot of vacations just because we like to hang out at home and relax. But my son really wanted to go to MineCon, and we went. And I didn't know anything about Minecraft. It was a super inspiring thing, you know, learn about this guy. But the day before, we went, it was like the evening, like an odd time, we went to register. And there you have 
We saw a man walking through the through the lobby drinking Starbucks coffee. And it looks like it, Jeff Trujillo. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> Jeff Trujillo. And uh, it's funny you say that. I have Trujillo vibes with this shirt and hat. But anyway, so he um, turned out to be Notch. He was so kind. I, this is cool because I had no idea who he was. That's why it worked. Yeah, he took a picture with my son, Elliot. And uh, now it's on this mug that my mother-in-law, Linda, Linda excuse me, put together. Uh and uh, so that's my mug. What do you got? I really don't have a mug story. This is just my new favorite mug. It's from Best Friends Animal Society. Well, we can... Uh, On the back, it says, save them all. We get to use this as a moment to dedicate the show to Enzo, who just crossed over. Yes. Was that yesterday? Yes, little Enzo. Mm. We've had Enzo live with us for 16 years. We got him when he was... Tiny, he was the size of this mug. He was mm-hmm. even, I think he was too soon to even be taken away from his mom. Yeah. And we had a huge dog compared compare to him named Gabby at the time, mm-hmm. who used to be our postal pit bull. Right. And when he was a tiny little thing, I was worried because he could fit in her muzzle, like in her mouth. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I thought she was going to go, like a cartoon. And swallow him. And he loved her so much and had no idea of her, you know, the possibility. Or maybe he just sensed that she was sweet because her, she had a tail and it would always wag. Yeah. And he would attack the tail, Aww. grab it, grab it, you know, swat it, get, yeah. his, get his sharp little cat fingernails in it, and she would just keep wagging. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was an amazing cat. And then he became a cat who we were just saying before the show started, we we taught him to use the toilet. Yes. Because I don't know if any of you have cats. A litter box is like normally the game changer for most people. True. And it's, it's, it's a quite an undertaking, that Aromatic. Litter box. Yeah. Aromatherapy, as it yes. refers to it. Right. So we actually, Enzo taught Enzo. He learned like in less than a week. And from then on, he used the toilet. And... When a cat uses a toilet and you walk in on a cat yeah. using a toilet, it's the same as like when you your mind and your whole demeanor reacts as if it's a person. A, you feel just as embarrassed and you're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and we, you know, I'd often accidentally walk in and he'd just look at me over his shoulder like, oh boy, I'm using the toilet. Yeah. And he would call when you came his name. Call. He would come when you called his name, and he was just amazing. He learned how to climb. We have a pull-down ladder to the attic. Yeah. So it's got, like, big space between. It's not, like, stairs. Yeah, it's way off the ground there. Yeah, and it's stairs like a ladder, not stairs like a staircase. Yeah, yeah. So you could fall off, you know, through right. it. And he figured out how to climb. Up. He, Lori saw him do it once. He climbed just like a human up wow. the ladder. His, All right. So uh, Enzo is... Uh, on to better things. It's just, you know what the miracle is? All these coincidences. Because last month, there was a statue at Yes Baby. Yeah. Remember? It was oh, a yeah. cat statue. It looked like a Maine Coon, didn't it? It was a Maine Coon. looked just like Enzo, about yeah. the same size, because he was right. a giant cat. Right. And it was 20 bucks. I asked how much it was, so I got it for our yard, because he wow. loved hanging out in the yard. Like, all these things. And then Lori adopted Eleanor... Who's like a miniature version? Well, of, yeah, another beautiful ju- Maine Coon. Looks just like Enzo. It's just that she doesn't have any eyes, but that doesn't stop her. Yeah. And it's like 
all this. Yeah, she came along, and, and all. Then, yeah, and then I have this, the you know, statue, statue now, in the like, yard of Enzo. The spirit lives on. It's crazy how. You, you know, know how everything reassuringly, everything's mm -hmm. love, and and love is always there, and you never really. I was thinking back on my life because of this show about guidance. You know, how do you know you're making yeah. the right decisions? Right. And I thought, wow, you know, my entire life, I have been cared for. I wrote this down. I yeah, bring this. it out. This is exactly what the show is all about so, because the guidance. It's not like a movie where there's a soundtrack and there's yeah. like, you know, like uh, the, the camera's showing you where the guide. I mean, yeah. you have to learn how to tap into it in real time. And that is yes. the trick to living this way. Um, and that's why we practice it so much, because when we start to tap into it, it's better than a movie. Movies are cheap in comparison to the real deal. So what did, did you find it? <laughs> I wonder if I accidentally... Uh, uh, Wrote it down somewhere else. Oh, oh, you know what I did? What? I wrote it on this card for a Kirky. Oh my God, and you have it here. I have it here. So I got a card here if you're not watching us. And it just says, I put a visitor sticker on the front. Uh huh. You know, that you get when you go to a convention or something. Right. Name tag. Yeah, but it just says visitor. Oh no, when you go to like a hospital or a yeah. military. So that made me thought, you know, we're all visitors. Correct. We so could, true. So I thought we're all visitors. Yes. So I wrote this to Kirky this morning, and this is where I started thinking about my life. I think is in here, but anyway, I wrote, "I'm not from here, and neither are you. We just showed up, and someone gave us a label: Daryl Fizarro, Kirk Chelson. Mm. Who are we really? Yeah. So much more and beyond understanding. Mm -hmm. We are visitors, and so is everybody else." I could be welcoming to all because I'm confident that God is caring for me. Exude the truth to the visitors we meet. This is what I wrote, you know, knowing that I'm confident because God's always caring for me. And I, I remembered throughout my lifetime, you know, because I didn't really have a family. Like, you know, people are still in touch with their moms or dads. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of still feels safe. And I never, it was, bro, you know, everything was choppy. We didn't really have a family. And it, it just kind of, I was all, always on my own. It would seem, and it could be like, oh, this awful sure. story. But I was realizing that when I look back, that I was always cared for, that love always showed up to take care of me, guide me, you know, through strangers or different people yeah. throughout my lifetime. And it was almost a better type There's of no situation than people who are stuck with mom and dad. Yeah. Because even though I could twist it a lot in my lifetime as, oh, oh I got nothing. I got to work hard to figure things out. But throughout my entire life, it wasn't just Mike Dugan. There was people throughout my entire life that would just show up. Yes. And got some guidance or some help or some yes. comfort or just kindness yes so it's like holy cow so that's what enables me to be now that now that i realize the truth that i can be welcoming to all the other visitors because i'm confident that god is caring for me mm -hmm. and i can exude exude the truth 
to the visitors we meet, this is what I'm telling Kirky or you or our listeners. Yeah. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And that means I get to exude that idea for myself. Yeah. Me be of good cheer. I've overcome the world so I can be an example and encourage others. Yes. I can get then get to be guided to be the golden link, even unknowingly. I even wrote on this other little piece of paper, I guess it was in a book to myself before I wrote this, I'm remembering now, that these people showed up and either said something or suggested something or continued to help me with something throughout my entire life, all the way up till now, it happens. Like the guidance comes even if they were unaware of it. And even when I yes. was thinking I was making big mistakes in my life, we're always cared for. 100%. Yeah. And this helps me let go more. I, I want to let go of my life while I'm alive. Yeah, really the only thing that can get in the way of this whole thing is our own, my own thinking. Trying. Trying. Yeah, there's beyond behind the trying is yes. just thinking that I'm not loved, I'm not supported, that there's some chance that it's not going to work out, and that I'm responsible yes. for changing the people and the things around me. And, um, you know, my, my son just said the same thing. He, um, he asked me not to mention names, so let me talk about this. So he's got an internship, an amazing internship. I talked about it already. It's come together in yes. an amazing way. But... He was invited to talk to someone from another, like a, a cool, really great position in, in a, a sister company uh, about the work he's doing, like a really amazing invitation. And someone else got invited to, someone else invited themselves, that's in like the intern position. To go with them way in. Right, yeah. And he, at first he was like a little, you know, like, oh man, what? And then he was like, you know what? That doesn't, I'm not going to, I'm just going to bless it yeah. and go through it. And he went to the, the meeting, which went really well. Um, you know, he learned some things, not like he just was like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. And then, but then like a week later, he received word while he was at this, oh, a party, this huge company party. And, um, someone was there and told him, and, and again, my, my son is only, uh, not only, he just finished his second year at UC Berkeley in, yeah, in that's data science. So he's done those two years. So he's developed his coding ability and all and some skills, you know. Like yeah. he's doing real stuff in this job. It's crazy. Way more real than he would be learning sitting in, in a school. Oh, so he went to a party after he had had that meeting and blessed it and you know and let go of any like um concern about that other person that yeah, why, had, why oh, and he, he just let the whole way, thing go. Yeah, yeah. He was at a party and someone said, "You know, that person that met with you was so impressed with what you had to say." That if they had a job open, they would hire you right now. And wow. it wasn't just like blowing smoke. He was yeah. saying, so my son's part of his dream is like, well, maybe before this is done, I'll have a job and yeah. not even have to he go probably back. Will. And it's and he so he told me, he said, you know, Dad, this whole thing is blowing my mind so much. And it made me think of just what you said. He said, I thought to myself, how have I always done things? I've always just Done what I, you know, felt inspired yeah. to do, and there was always something there that yeah. led me to the next thing, to yes. the next thing. It was so cool because I don't, 
sit down and go, I'm going to teach my son new thought, or you're a unit. I don't tell him anything. I don't label yeah. it anything except living it, that's sharing the, that's it. That's the best way. And, you know, like, it was. I was really blown away because Kathy Norman on her talk yeah. said that in the in the metaphysical like night school teachings that Jesus, Jesus would teach, like he would teach one thing in the day, and then at night where we, men remember women weren't involved. Yeah. There's only men. It was like the more traditional people in the day. But she said at night it was said that there was this night classes where everyone was invited, and it was the more metaphysical kind of practical. Like what Unity originally was yes. about, you know, teaching yeah. that stuff. And she said it was called the way. It was simply called the way. way. And you know what blew my mind is that I've. That's what Taoism. Like one of the words for the Tao is just the way. It's just this is the way yeah. things work. And if we flow with it and trust it, and a lot of undoing of trusting these fearful untruths that have been we've you know that have gotten planted in our mind. We've we've like. Uh, like Bashar said that, uh, you know, the Daryl Anka channel yes. is Bashar. You know, the guy, to you, I say good day. Yeah. And he like, he's an amazing guy. If you've never seen him, he's on YouTube, um, you know, videos, Bashar, Daryl Anka. If you just put Bashar, there's something else that comes up. But Bashar, Daryl <laughs> Anka. But he said something great on this short, which was, throughout our lives, we pick up baggage, uh, thoughts that feel bad and heavy they don't really belong to us, sometimes even psychically. And we always talk yeah, about this. In yeah. your environment, we pick it. And he said, the thing to remember is that if the bag belongs to you, it has no weight. If it's, you, if it's your thought, it, it carry, there's no weight attached no. to it. And that's been my indicator lately. And it, it's, it's, it hasn't made it easy, but it's made it easier to go, okay, Ed, whatever you're thinking right now feels bad, heavy, this can't be yours. And I've had to have like a childlike approach to it, like rethinking almost my whole sense of who I am, what I'm responsible for, and just stay with it. Like this can't be mine. If it's heavy and it feels bad, even if it's like, but so-and-so did yeah. this and I'm going to like, no, it's, it is going to feel good when I stick it to him. Like uh -huh. that's not really feeling good. That's like an adrenalized rush and like, you know, things can get done that way, but there's a more magical way where we're trusting this loving guidance that actually feels good. It's like you know, when we do the show. You know, it's funny. Yeah. There's a Chinese uh, saying that goes perfect with what you just said. Bashar said, tension is who you think you should be. Yeah. Relaxation is who you are. That's it. You know, and, and relaxation, if it's who you are and the kingdom of God is within you, then that means you are in you are following the path that Christ the Christ within you yeah. that Jesus was talking about it was so obvious to the awakened mind that when our minds are crowded and clouded by these things these false identifications it, it seems super complicated but it is not i was talking to Indy and Daryl before the show when after the show when i'm in what we call Jesus land we're both high and yeah. so happy we just, I just see the good in life. Yeah. I don't have to struggle for it. No. I don't have to like do any tricks. It's just once, I mean, that's why I believe that's why Charles Fillmore called it unity, why they chose that term, because it's a way of seeing when we are seeing through the lens of unity. Everything. It's not tricks. Oh, no, it's not. It's being awake to what's really going on. You know what? I found this. Can I read it? It's yeah, clear. It's much clearer yeah. than what I was trying to think. I can't believe I didn't see it. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Why wouldn't I be exceedingly happy? Right. 
I've always been completely cared for throughout my lifetime. A force for good, love, provided exactly what I needed right when I needed it through people who appeared in my life out of thin air. Think about that. When you think back over your life. It's incredible. If you really think about it, this is the truth. And this power for good worked through them in spite of myself and even the people themselves. I would love it if the listeners and the viewers take a time during your week or pause it now and just see if you, if, if you think, because like in my mind, sometimes there's parts that go, I was never one of those people or it's easy for yeah. you. And no, yeah. but if take some time to, to look at your life through this lens and see, even if you're reluctant, just bless yeah. it and just be open to the idea because what will happen is you'll start, your consciousness will start even if in the moment you can't remember, you'll start going. The next day, all of a sudden, you're like, wait, I remember that person. Yeah. And you'll start to remember, and you'll start to see a very different story for your life. So I think that would be a good assignment for yes. people yeah. to look at their life and, and tell it through that lens, which might seem like wishful thinking at first, but then the more you start doing it, the more you go, wait a minute, this isn't this is actually this is actually what has the been truth going on the whole time. Yeah, because we can all change that same story and go, Oh, you know, nothing ever. I had it rough. Yeah. But once you look back, like because I look back and I go, wait a minute, I can't really say I had it rough. Yeah. I mean, I know people love to hang on to that crap. I don't want to anymore. You know what got me thinking about this? Kirk. And I were talking, mm-hmm. who we get postcards from, who I wrote that postcard yeah. to, matter of fact. And he was even saying, he goes, you know, it's all just a story we make up about yeah. our pasts and our life, even in the present. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, you could just tell yourself a better story. Mm-hmm. But, the, but it's even better than that because we're not making up a false true like a false positive story it's we start realizing no the negative hardship story i was telling myself i really cannot um validate it or subscribe to anymore because the truth is i'm here right now doing what i'm doing with you right and everything in my life has shown up serendipitously people show up out of thin air none of it was willed and anytime i did try to will it anything then i could look back and go well those things never worked or trying to figure out you can't figure out any of this so the sooner you can surrender i'm saying this for me the sooner i can surrender in each moment and say okay i wonder how god or who or what right it always shows up yeah. right when you need it. Someone will materialize. You know, we got to switch from, it's not a serious pursuit. It could be a sincere pursuit. That's a different story. But like I was talking to someone who didn't want to get too woo-woo with their spirituality. They're telling me, and it's like, well, I got news for you. God lives in the woo-woo. Like the real yeah. stuff is, is out there, you know? Um when we we did this, Michael Beck, we, we uh, for uh, let's thank our Patreon people, yes, contributing, paying for the studio, and just helping, like really just making this show happen. We've been doing a prosperity class on Tuesdays for those people in the evening, yep. afternoon, and this week I I just I really want to thank 
get what do the people that are on the call think about prosperity? Not my, not our ideas, but what are they help people tap into their own ideas? Yeah. So I thought of those Michael Beckwith four questions visioning. We walk through it with everyone. One is like, what is Spirit's highest vision for my life right now, or something like that. Something like Dude, that. Is it one of those papers? Uh, th- is this it right here? Oh yeah, this is it. Just read it because it's important that they hear these. Dude, is this it? Because this is a great no, wait, tool. This isn't the one. Um, I, I, I'm sure I have it somewhere, but I'll, I'll I'll just look it up right here. Yeah. So it's it was so yeah you can look it up too. It's Michael Beckwith for life visioning questions, and they'll pop right up. Yeah. And Beckwith was on our show. Because what you got to do is really expand your vision. And it, that's why it's called new thought, I think. Yeah. Because you got to get some new thoughts in there. Yes. And so how do you do that? Because sometimes it can feel like we're trapped in the old ones. You can really feel that, like suffocating. So the four life visioning questions, at least the version I found was, what is the highest vision for my life, work, and team, or whatever you want to ask? What yeah. wants to emerge here? That's the key. What wants, wants to, to emerge? emerge? Who must we become to manifest this vision? That's number two. What must we let go of to bring this vision fully into being? And you'll be surprised delightfully by what comes through. Yes. And then what strengths, capacities, and talents do we already possess to make this vision a reality? And for me, the last question, what came forward was, what strength, capacity, talent do I already possess? Is to have fun. The, The inner voice told me, you know how to have fun, but a lot of times you pretend you don't because you're afraid you're going to offend someone. Oh, that's the best thing this whole episode can say. Can you repeat that? Yeah, it said, you know how to have fun. So stop pretending you don't know how to have fun for fear of offending people. Uh, and that's I, it. That's I, the pill. Yeah. And that's the, that's the lubrication that makes the guidance work that helps us access it. If it's not fun, if it feels – remember like Bashar said, if it's heavy baggage, if it's a job, if it's a podcast, if it's a relationship, it doesn't mean you have to run away from the job, podcast, or, or what relationship. It means – the bags that we're carrying around it are not our yeah. own. The thoughts that we're looking at it through, something's been activated in our consciousness that's yeah. not actually in alignment with who we are. When we put that down and look at it through that lens, it, the, the relationship's going to transform in a delightful yes. way. And wh- whatever it looks like, it doesn't really matter because it will be an expression of love. And that's the main thing. And um, I just want to... Yeah, this is heck, This is good And then stuff. we'll say a couple things and we'll get out of here for, to the break. So uh, Alan Cohen, July 26th, has a reading called Pygmy Thoughts, Be Not Content with Littleness, A Course in Miracles. So don't be content with littleness. And don't worry, you're not content. If you're living yes. in littleness, there's some part of you, whether you're admitting it or not, is not content. Yeah, you know what we're talking this about. This really should, could say, we're never content with littleness. Yes, I agree. We can't be content with littleness. Breeding for smallness is a symbol. No, no, this is, let me start here because there's a story, but we're going to skip that part. When we believe in lack and act as if it were so, when we believe in lack and act as if it were so, we manufacture a world smaller than the one we were born into and generate a new wave of little thoughts that lead to even more limitation in our experience. Eventually, we live in a tiny world, miniature in comparison to the world we're intended to enjoy. Jesus taught, to him that hath more shall be given. And to him that hath not, even that which he hath shall be taken away. When we think magnanimously, we expand our universe. And when we think small, we shrink it. 
let us open our minds to the highest potential that we may enjoy all that is available, which is what this show is about. He has a prayer. I pray to think with you. Now, this is an inner you. This is yeah. not some outer. This is a, I pray to think with you. We're saying to our Th- own. That's really when we say, when we hear people say, you got to trust yourself. Yeah. This is what they're talking about. I didn't know that when I was young. Yeah. People would say, Darrell, you just got to trust yourself. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I can't trust me. Yeah, we were still but, thinking. Yeah, yeah but the truth of it is that means this self within that, that inspired those joyful hunches and nudges. And they I could got, actually say to you, Get to know the self that you can trust and yeah. stop believing in that crappy one that you can't, you think you can't or yes. whatever that you're identifying with. He's, let me just read this. I pray to think with you that it may live in the largest universe possible. My magnificent thoughts create a magnificent world. And we got to read these other we got to get through this stuff, man. But wait, aren't you going to read those other two? Because they really are. All right. Good. But let's also do this and then we'll oh, read yeah. this. Oh, yeah. We'll read that. Okay, because I want to get Schoonover in here. Yeah, we're going to get Schoonover uh, Kirky postcards, I'll choose one. If you want to send us something, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Um, Indy's uh, Hot Pockets ready. Where is this thing at? Right here? Wait, Indy's here to tell us. What's your Hot Pocket? Oh, pepperoni. Pepperoni. All right, finally. Hey, let's thank you over here at uh, Chobo Studios, chobostudios.com. How are you doing, Indy? Doing great. This is a great episode. That uh, bit you mentioned about, you know, fear of uh, just offending people by being just being yourself. Yeah, that's uh, I felt that for sure. Solid yeah. gold dancers. It is yeah, solid. Gold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've been doing a ton of work here at Chobo Studio. How's that feeling? Good. It is, you know, it's ex- exemplifying what you guys are talking about. I, you know, the, the second I became not desperate for clients is yeah. when clients finally came. Beautiful, you know, and it's it's only growing, and you know, uh, we're getting prospects from our our advertising campaign. It's oh, amazing. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it because that's yeah. how it uh, kind of <laughs> sure, <laughs> stops. Sure, no. So the joy uh, is there. It's happening. Okay, yeah, good. Appreciate you guys. So this one says, "No one ridicules my hat. It's bizarro." And he's look. got his prototype of a new hat with his art on it. By the way, I can hop on YouTube, you yeah. can see that. I sent India a photo. If you there's can a see way it. for people to get it, uh, we'll let them know. Well, this is yeah. If there is, once this you is, get this, is still the prototype. It's, a little, it's like a little swim bonnet. Yeah, it's not a swim bonnet. The net. <laughs> All right, when you know that consciousness is the one and only reality, conceiving itself to be something good, bad, or indifferent, consciousness is the only one and only reality, and becoming that which it conceives itself to be, you are, when you realize that it, it's the only reality. Because this goes with what yeah. Alan said. Then you are free from the tyranny of second causes, free from the belief that, ha- that there are causes outside of your own mind that can affect your life. And this was the inspiration for our opening. Yeah, right? there's a stamp that he made. We, we, we made a little promotional thing about um, are you ready for a revolution in your consciousness? Rod, Rod Schweitzer was the one who read it on there. Yes. It's great. Okay, so funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Please send us something. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to read it on the air or just hear how you're applying these principles. Uh, Lynn Ellen said, Dear Daryl and Ed, I wish to thank you for another stellar show with Beth Porter. As always, I feel like my tank has been refilled after listening to you and your guests' thoughts, ideas, and wisdom. 
Beth was so brave to appear on the show so soon after passing of her best fur friend. Wow, yeah. and I truly enjoyed her thoughts on living without Wait, doubts. Isn't this crazy? Yeah. Her dog passed away the day before the episode uh. two weeks ago, and then Enzo passed away just yesterday. It's amazing. Thank God we have this show to keep us yeah. in that joyful consciousness and instead yeah. of hanging on to yeah. milking situations that don't need to be milked. Agreed. And says so she said, thank you. Yes, I'm including Indy for another heartfelt show. Lynn, P.S. I would enjoy the red carpet spray recipe if you're able to share. Many thanks to peace. Um, I have the recipe here from uh, Nancy Norman's joyofliving.org. Uh, if you go to the uh, website, you can join their pros infinite prosperity class on Thursdays, it's 4 a.m. or 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 a.m., 7 p.m. Eastern, and it's really inspiring. And so I asked again for the red carpet spray, uh, which is, uh, it just feels good, whether you, whatever you believe about it, you spray it in your face. And for me, it's just the smell and the way it feels is... And then when you just say red carpet, red carpet, red carpet, it's fun. And it makes you feel like you're... I think you think it's fun because you always try to spray it in my eyes. True. <laughs> That's another fun thing you can do with it. And they say, no, no, this is red carpet spray. <laughs> so you use four, ounce, four ounces of Heritage Store rose water. So it's rose water. She likes the Heritage Store rose water. And then eight drops each of Bach flower, which is larch, walnut, wild oat, Sweet Chestnut and Rescue Remedy. So there's these things, yeah. little bottles called Bach Flower. You can buy them different places. Look it up. That's how you make it. You put it together in a little bottle, spray it, say red carpet, red carpet, red carpet. I've already shared how even it without really, believing like, like this yes. magic, amazing things have happened. Because it's your mind that where the magic is happening, yes. that shift in your mind. Let's thank Chief Engineer Jeff Comfort because each week he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, Frances Wilshire in her book Secrets, which, which was originally, I think, maybe in 1940 or something, uh, published 41. She says, when your intellect and your intuition agree upon a thing... When your intellect and your intuition agree upon a thing, it is the most powerful thing you can have. For your intuition is your soul telling you, through you, that you have the thing you want or that you are the way you want to be. And your intellect does not argue back, but accepts it with childlike faith. Fun, fun, fun. It is this childlike consciousness that knows nothing is too good to be true. That the better it is, the truer it is, for it has just left the mind of God. Yes! The better it is, the truer it is, for it has just left the mind of God. The reason you are desiring it is because it's so near to you. The stronger your desire for it is, the nearer it is to you. It is this state of nearness to spirit that counts. So it is through me, your childlike spirit of play, that you enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now that's the key. Yes. Through that childlike spirit of play... That's when these divine ideas come. John Cleese, and I've been practicing this since I heard him say it mm -hmm. several weeks ago. He does a lot of talks on creativity. Right. You can find them anywhere on YouTube. But he says, these divine ideas, these creative ideas, yeah. they can only happen and they will happen in the relaxed state. Where you're, you don't give a hoot mm -hmm. about offending anybody or anything, yes. and you're just allowing yourself to play. He goes, that's when the subconscious, the higher self, can speak through you. Well, that's the true indicator of faith, which is joyous expectancy, yes. right? So Ernest Holmes, and we'll have Michael Schoonover on in a minute here, said, 
in a reading that Michael sent us, Faith, the Way to Life, by Ernest Holmes said, every legitimate, legitimate desire we have already has an answer in the Spirit. While faith or belief causes it to respond to us, what you're saying, faith not only lays hold of a power which yeah. actually exists, it also causes this power to respond as though it were a law operating for us. Somewhere along the line, we shall have to surrender our weakness to its strength, our fear to its faith, our lack to its abundance. That's when we relax. I mean, the da- yeah. in, the, in the Tao Te Ching, I just remember this. He said, like, we got to become like a low-lying valley because then all the truth flows. No. Like, the master does to become like that low-lying valley. Then all the light and the truth flows. Emmett Fox says, dig your ditches. Create the space into which yeah. the light will flow. We don't have to pretend to be it. No. Relax into it. Become low and, and relaxed and open and just let it flow in. And the good news is when it flows in. Who are these guys that sang this uh, mantra before we go to the break? Collective. They were a co- group of soul. collective souls. Wow. That's exactly what Abraham Hicks and Bashar, I think, uh, channel. And it's what unity is all about. Yeah. Collective souls. Unity. So collective soul. Said this, so is that three breaths? It was a little bit tweaked in the final recording, but this was the original lyrics. And this is the tool that you can use with any thought that's not your own, baggage that's not your own creeps in. Right. This is the practice. It can also be the thing when the inspiration comes oh, yeah. in. You're right. Yes, and, and it, just it comes can, yes. in. All right. So let's take a breath. Ah. <sighs> Don't worry about it. Don't speak about it. Turn your head now, baby. Just spit it out. Ah. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't speak about it. Turn your head now, baby. Just spit it out. Ah. Don't Don't worry about about it. it. Don't Don't speak speak about about it. it. Turn your head now, baby, just spit it out. You know? That was the best way to end this segment. I know, because you know what? When you let the good just speak, don't speak about, oh, there's a part of me that thinks maybe. Oh! Just say it with authority, baby. Let it rip. Let the guidance come through and share it. Yeah. For, or if any negativity goes, well, I don't know. They might think this. If I act too happy or if I do this, people might get, no, don't think about it. Just spit it out. Coming up next, divinely guided unity minister Michael Schoonover enters, enters our coordinates with today's reading guidance. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Where are we at? We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right, welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Um, we were just talking on the break. This show has gone nothing like what we thought it was going to go. 
But that's the way guidance works. It's like our rational mind can resist it sometimes because our even when we study this stuff, we think we start to know how the divine is working, but we never really do because it's the divine, and we have there's a receptivity required yeah. to go. Wait, I know it's working. How is it working? I'm open. You know, I'm I'm open yeah. to seeing that. Um, what were you gonna share? Did you talk about the cats yet? No, if anyone's on the YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you're probably wondering what these cats are back here. Yes, uh, which it's, is perfect for Schoonover because he loves cats. Well, and yes, we all love cats on this episode. So tell us about this painting. Well, the owner of uh, Yes Baby Vintage right. is yeah. opening up a new shop, mm -hmm. which is an antique mall. So there's yeah. going to be several vendors in there. A vintage mall. A vintage it? mall. Yeah. So she had this canvas painting, which is a photograph on a canvas of twins. Some odd-looking twins. Almost from, like The Shining. Yeah, but they're not. They're from the like the early. They're from like the mid 1800s. One of those old photos. Yeah. So she said, you know, I thought this would sell. It never sold. I think you need to put something cat-like on it. So I said, okay. She gave it to me because she said, well, you know, well, it's like a commission. Right. Right. So um, we'll split the proceeds when it sells. She told me, that's great. So I took it home. And as you can see, it's been modified. And the two twins now each have a little like cat bonnet, cat woman type mask on. Yeah. You know, like a variation that I thought would look good on them. Right. And then I just added a third character, which is their trusty cat companion. Yeah. And the one girl has a little bell in her hand, mm. which I, in my mind, my ima imagination mm -hmm. was, oh, this is a little superhero trio we've never heard of and i decided to name them after the new vintage mall which is the catnip coalition oh wow so this is the catnip coalition superhero trio oh, that's perfect. so i'm gonna be dropping off that today amazing after our after our show yeah quick shout out to Josue. yes he is a big fan of the show and he has been making some art we're working on some new promotional material <laughs> So again, if you're on YouTube, check that out. Um, and uh, but with no further ado, this fella right here. Oh my God! Um, what's it called? Unity Way of Vista. Well, if what's it's the wrong, name of your church, Michael? It, it's Unity Way Church. It's just Unity Way Church. Unity Way Church, but it's in Vista. Yeah. Yeah, but so Michael Schoonover uh, embodies. The, the the truth teachers um, who started Unity, which is he has all of this truth, and by he'll sh he'll he sends it out just out of the love and the just desire. Just like the Fillmores. Yeah, just like the Fillmores, we get it each week. We share a lot of it on our show. Indy gets one, correct? Yeah. There's many others. Our friends Kathy and Nancy are out there reading theirs and the Normans and. Um, that's Daryl and I were talking about this on the way over here. That's what our show is as well. It's we live this way, we share this stuff, we prosper. Not even necessarily through the same channels through which we create or share it, but our lives improve so much that we prosper. And uh, my, there's a reason why people like Michael Schoonover are sticklers in a way to the principles behind all this stuff. Not just because it's old. Like some people will say, oh, it's like, 
He, oh, he's into that old-timey stuff. But It's I, not old-timey stuff. My understanding of Michael is that he's into the principles behind this stuff and oh. wanting to stay true to these principles. Would you say that that's true, Michael? No, I, I believe so. and Because I think truth is eternal. Yeah, yes. Truth is really ageless. You know, and sometimes we articulate, articulate it in certain ways. I think to, what the, you know, we're talking about guidance. We, it's a self-guidance that we have to activate. Yeah. And it's usually dormant within us. Because as children, it's kind of, it's domesticated out of us. Because we're really, as children, we're taught to be seen and not heard. Or mm-hmm. we're, we're really trained to be people pleasers. They don't yes. say that, but that, and, and that really is where the ego gets much more voice. And, and so we do have that part of us. You know, the Buddhists say, you know, people live basically from the belly button down. Feed me, make me happy, that's all that matters. But when you meditate and really start awakening the truth, this divinity within you, which is a way. Interesting, you're saying the way. You know, in the book of Acts, the first Christians were, they called themselves the way. Isn't that amazing? And so, because it is a way of truth, you know? And actually, the word in Aramaic, you know, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. The word way means method. So truth is a method, really, of self-actualization. And because we can't, we're here to awaken ourselves. We'll have an influence, of course, of the world around us. But like I always say, we have to be our own self-savior, which means we need to know how we're wired. And we need, if you have a prayer practice or meditate, it puts you back into that alignment of that self-guidance. You catch yourself faster. You know, that's not going to work, you know, because the ego puts salt in their wounds. Or you tell them, you listen to me next time. That doesn't really help anybody. I mean, I, because I, with counseling, I always say, you can say anything, really, but you don't have to say it corrosively, because what we do, I found, in my experience, people hide behind the, the words with their real emotion. So it's, are you going to sit down, or are you going to sit down? It's a huge difference, and that emotional nature is where our feeling nature is, and there's so much power in that, and that really t- taps into that subconscious mind within us, because as you know, the older teachers taught 90% of our life is controlled by our subconscious mind. The new research and data is 95% of our life is controlled by our subconscious mind, which means our 5% of awareness, that's not much. So we don't really know what's going on under the hood. And as you know, it's through our subconscious because consciousness originally when we're born is birthed out of the subconscious. When we pray, we're not praying to some outside deity. We're really praying to the point of our soul, which is in located in our subconscious. Mm. So, so people say, well, you're always talking about consciousness and subconscious because it's so important. Yeah. Because a lot of it we take in around our environments or loved ones. And, you know, they did the best they could, but some of the training is not really the best. It's like fear. Fear is a motivator. I just don't think it's the best motivator Correct. for us. Mm. And I think it saps our energy. But we live in a world in this third dimensional world that is so it's built on fear and duality. Mm. You know, get yours while you can. Screw your brother. Let them take care of themselves. And I think with these teachings, and that's what I think about law and principle, you don't need to make the law or principle work. You just need to surrender to it. And so I believe when we say let go and let God or we're relaxing, it we're more receptive to what the good is already there. Because sometimes people have a, a problems with forgiveness or they don't like the word renunciation or uh, relax or, you know, I can't let them get away with it. You can't get away with anything. We will live in a world of cause and effect. And it's not our duty to marshal that out. And truth teaches, I just need to worry about myself. Yeah. I have to keep myself clean. I need to know where, where's my intention? 
Did I really, do I really need to say that? The church I went to, this guy was a Calvinist. They always used to say, you can say anything as long as it's true. I don't believe that. I believe it might be true, but is it the right thing to say? Yeah. Because there's, there's where we go. And that's why our relationships get all screwy. You know, and, and again, it comes back to a self-inventory for ourselves. So much of our journey is a self-renewal. You know, like you're saying, you're talking about revolution. Revolution is like a re-evolution. It's like we, you feel more, we talk about a regeneration. Mm. We can only regenerate or have a re-revolution if the divinity is already within us. And of course, you know, in Genesis, it says, you know, we're creating the image and likeness of God. The word likeness literally means sameness. So we're the same understanding of this divine mind. But I think one of the verses we forget out of that Genesis story is that we are given dominionship, not of the world, but of our own consciousness. Mm. And there, when we're not really in control, living what our highest truth is, that's when we go off the wheels. That's when the wheels fall off. Yeah. And that's when everything starts falling apart. And it's and I used to think, well, that's just being, you're selfish. No, that's not being selfish. If I need a certain amount of sleep to function properly, that's not being selfish. For me, that's what I need to do. Maybe you can live in four hours. So I, I think sometimes we blur the ego and the Christ mind in this third dimensional world. That's why I like when Jesus said we we're supposed to bring heaven to earth. Yeah. You know, mm. Heaven is an orderly place. The laws are always active. We're not supposed to bring earth to heaven. Thank God we can't. Because why would you bring chaos to something that's already working in oneness? Right. And so I think that's that self-guidance. I think the hardest thing is to trust yourself, like you say, because the ego is usually loud. Well, you can't, you know, are you sure who you are? You know, who are these people? Yeah. The, is the truth and it's like with the Tao or the gita or whatever whatever philosophy you're studying or rooming if you really aren't in an unconditioned state it's like divine ideas fillmore used to say this all the time whatever your idea of god is or divine ideas they're not big enough mm. whatever your idea of truth is it's not big enough we're talking about the total expansive this divine mind cosmic the milky way mm -hmm. all history all everything it, we 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 dumb it down in ourselves, and that's part of our. I think part of the purpose of a prayer practice is to keep expanding, become more aware. Because as you guys know, people who are in this journey of truth. We're all empathic. Yes, we're all yeah. empathic, and we're taught kind of as young, or at least I was. You know, put a lid on it. You know, children to be seen and not heard. You know that bunch of bones. Yeah, now, I understand. There's a proper time. I understand that. But when you put a lid on your emotional nature, you are asking for troubles. And it doesn't happen right away, but it builds up. And that's why I always, I love Joseph Murphy, who had the same Kabbalah teacher as uh, Neville Goddard, is that you need to really believe in yourself. But what are you habitually doing? Habitually. Yes. Because it's the everyday thing. See, if you, if you only do a prayer maybe once a week or so, or whatever you're thinking about prosperity with, it needs to be consciously within you. It's always there to do the right thing. You know? Yeah. And and it's the little things like letting the person get gas before you or letting the person check out before you. It, it's the little things. And that's, I think, the habitual part is the harder part because when our when we're in our special chair and our our, our prayer cushion, you know, I, I had a quote a couple weeks ago where the man was saying, you know, most of our insights don't come on the prayer cushion. Yeah. Right. Off and I think that's kind of, you know, I'm not, meditation is so important, but I think we're supposed to live the truth. Yeah. That's the method that we have. 
And to me, if you surrender to the truth, and again, too, when you say law or principle, the law is absolute good. Yes. The law of mind action, the law of attraction is always good. And if we put in negative, then we'll get a negative result. It's not because the law is against us. No. It's because we're putting in, it's like almost like a mixing bowl. The mixing bowl does not fight what you put in it. Right. But it will do it. And that's kind of like how laws work. They're impersonal. Mm. And that's a hard thing because we've been raised with a, you know, old man up at stairs and, you know, he's got his, he's adding up Michael's sins and all that, which is, you know, sin is just ignorant. Why do we want to be ignorant? Yeah. It doesn't serve us. And we're like, you're saying about being happy to me. We don't laugh enough. Mm -hmm. It's funny when I do my lesson, I always have a comic. And I have a little joke. And I've had to, oh, Michael, you need to drop that. You're not that funny. And I said, hey, no. (laughs) Fillmore always opened his lessons with a joke. He used to tell traveling salesman jokes. But he changed it at the end so it wasn't really racy. But Myrtle would be the, Charles, don't say that. (laughs) But you need to laugh more because, you see, when you laugh, you're receptive. Yes. And if you're not receptive, then you really can't be empathic to what spirit wants. Because in many ways... We are both like a walkie-talkie. We receive, but we also can speak. Yes. We're not just an antenna. We're more than an antenna because we can also put out into the field around us. Right. We know if you put out good intentions and you're earnest and your heart's there, you will find a match. And that's what I love about these teachings. Like with I call it my spiritual propaganda. Um, I had some people from Unity come by headquarters and we, we went to lunch. And I pass out my propaganda. And I always say, you know what, you don't like recycling. Because I'm not attached to it. You know, if, right. if it doesn't, or, or I give these lessons because I study these things myself. Um, you might read and say, yeah, this is a dud. You know, that's fine. But I use them during that. That's part of my prayer practice. Yes. Right? Not every, not everything I send is, you know, whoa, Plato, turn on the lights. But there's, if there's a phrase, a way of looking at things a little bit different, to me, that's, that's what it's all about. Because new thought is about having new new thought on truth not yeah. that you're reinventing the wheel but you're really engaging it yeah for yourself and if we, we go into old thought and see old yep. thought bring up the old patterns right and this is, is we know the way the subconscious is we can be past certain patterns but the patterns are still there so it's like when you diet and people say well i'm going to diet and lose all this weight very restricted diet and then when i'm done i'm going to go back to my old way of eating well you can do that but you're, it's not going to work and that's kind of how we do with thought too we, we can float back. It's almost like if you ever went to the beach and you're sitting in front of the beach, you have like a towel or something, you're in front of it in the surf, whatever. Right. And you stand there and you're whatever playing there. Before you know it, you don't realize it, but you're being pulled very gently farther away in one direction with the current. And then you look like, oh, my gosh, look how far I went. But it's such a subtle, subtle thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when we allow this world around us the news and the newspaper and talk radio. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. At that vibration, it's there. But that's not the vibration I want to live at. Yes. Because then I'm going to be manifesting that vibration where people are always upset. Their knickers are always in a knot. And again, I know what's going on. I understand. I'm not not Mr. and Mrs. Magoo, as I say. But we're here to live fantastic lives. Yes. we have self-guidance within us. Each and every one of us is a unique creation of god you know the buddhist would say god is a sun center shining out and each of the rays of the sun is uniquely itself that's who we are we're sourced 
by this God presence. And, and you were to respect everybody, but we're not to be cookie cutter. And I think one of the challenges is because the Western civilization has so much bought into, through the centuries, the Middle Ages, uh, original sin, which is really original ignorance, which is ridiculous because if you study Judaism, they, they don't teach that. They don't believe in mm. original sin. As you know, they don't believe in hell. They don't, they don't believe in the devil like we do. Mm-hmm. Most people do. And see, those are the things that keep us to fear. You know, it's almost like, you know, and people say, well, Jesus was tempted in the desert. It says Satan right in my Bible. I, it's a wrong translation. Go to any original text and they'll tell you. The word Satan is always an adjective or a verb. It's never a noun. Mm. There's nowhere in the Bible that says where Satan was created. You know, and they always go back to that famous thing. And there's a there's a verse word in our Bible in Isaiah. It's, it says uh, that he saw Lucifer falling from the sky. See, any Jewish rabbi would tell you they, that Lucifer, first of all, is a Latin word. So a rabbi will tell you, why is a Latin word in a Jewish Bible? Mm. Just like God is not a Hebrew word. You know, I'm not, it, you know, there's Elohim, uh, El Shaddai, you know, um, Yahweh, all these different things, which are really I am that I am. That's really what it is. But the thing is with that, the verse that they always pick for um, Lucifer in Isaiah, really that was a, a prophecy for the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar, that his reign would fall like a falling star, meaning that he's so powerful now but eventually he will lose that dimension. Wow. See, that's what it means. And see, that's why when people, that's why I find they're like, well, why do you quote the Kabbalah? Why are you always saying what it means in Judaism? Because Jesus was a Jewish Messiah. Yeah. Right. I'm not making this stuff up. And people, well, it doesn't matter what they think. They, you know, I'm like, well, why? Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. We believe he fulfilled those, those prophecies. Right. Let's, let me pause you right there because you've said like, so many amazing things. I noticed you wrote something down, and I, so I want to digest some of the things that you just said, Michael. Well, I don't know if any, I mean I was. I'm like, my, you know what the best thing is about me writing this down and everything Michael said and everything we're about, right? And what we want our listeners to know that none of us, the three of us, I can speak, uh, I can speak emphatically about this because Michael just said it, and Ed and I are good friends. We don't do this so we can be uh, teachers in any way higher than you are our listeners. We only do this, the same reason Michael just shared that he does it, is because it's part of our practice daily so that we feel really good in our own skin about who we are, and then that allows us to act on this inner guidance, which is always met with awe, because we're always going, holy cow, that worked. Or I can't believe that worked out. Even though I know, I'm not as surprised, but I'm still always in awe. So what I was just writing to myself was some of the things Michael said that give new life to yes. things in my own mind. Right. When you, Michael said, you know, way means method. Right. Because so even when people say, you know, the way and means to do them. It means God has the methods. Now I just need to learn what the deeper meaning for means is. Right, right. Because now we know he has. So I don't need to worry because God has the methods to yeah, take care of this. Yeah, the how. Yeah. And then I also liked what Michael said. You know, just because it's true doesn't mean it should be said. Right. And it helped me. And I agree with that. It's. Is it the I have to run my is this the loving thing to say? Right. I'm not always good at holding 
to that. And I go, well, I should say this because it's the truth. But it doesn't mean, is this just a loving to say? Is there a love, if this needs to be said, is there a loving way that I can say this? Yes. You know? But nine times out of ten, it doesn't need to be said at all. Right. 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 I love that. And I wanted to note that my Michael was talking in the very beginning about something we were just talking about, which came up for me just the other day, because I was doing some Louise Hay, which is, I will, I was like, willingly release this need to be punished, because a lot of the ways we were loved earlier, if it include punishment from the person we want to love, it, it, it was, I, the way I learned to love was, what can I do to avoid being yelled at or punished, right. rather than What's the right thing for right, me to do? Right, right, right. So uh, the other day, it, it led me to this thought. I willingly release this belief that approval and love are the same thing. And I didn't really know what it meant at that time. But since then, it's just been unraveling and clarifying. Because if I associate approval and love, uh, first of all, I'll be terrible at business for my entire life because um, anything I try to a pitch to somebody is going to be based on will they approve of me or not? Cause I'm trying to get that love from that person, yeah. but love comes from within and has nothing to do with approval. You can approve of me or not approve of me, but I am born of love. That's what Michael, that's was, what saying, Michael yeah. was saying. So that was, that would really hit home for me and continue to further this understanding of why my mind wants my, that my deeper self is telling me, to dissolve this connection between approval and love being the same thing. And then second thing that stuck out with me is when you said dominion is, is key, I'm not exactly sure remembering the exact thing you said, but it reminded me that, so science is showing 95% is un, un, subconscious mind stuff just going, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of science also in the past did not believe that we had the ability to change that as much as we do or affect yeah. that through spiritual Absolutely. practice. And Absolutely. that's why this stuff, it blows the doors off of any and all limitation because it's like, that's such a key part of this thing. It's, we can engineer our own subconscious mind. It takes time yeah. and practice and love and gentleness with ourselves, and we learn to be kind to ourselves, which yeah. helps us then to learn to be kind to others. There's so much that goes with recognizing how important that dominion, that we have dominion over our minds. It doesn't always feel that way. We're going to get it wrong sometimes, whatever, but we got to keep coming back yeah. to learning how this works. Well, if it wasn't true, then the addicts and alcoholics that end up yeah. recovering wouldn't be a possibility. But isn't it ironic that the whole methodology for the alcoholics and addicts who remain sober, happy, yeah. and useful, and productive, the only method that really is the sustainable one is applying spiritual ideas. Yeah. And, and this idea of having faith in these principles, that that's the thing that transforms the subconscious. Yes, and that ties into what he said also. Sorry, Michael, to keep you hanging, but you said so much good stuff. Yeah. I just want to like kind of break this stuff apart a little bit for practicality, which is this goes back to Myrtle Fillmore's original like moment of uh, as a child of God, I don't inherit sickness or something yes. to that effect, which is whatever we're recovering from, a lot of it is 
realizing that even though that part of my mind will keep saying, yeah. I am depressed, I, that is a choice. And we got to learn to stop, I, like reprogram our mind to no longer to identify as I am anxious or I am addict, I am sick, right. I am cancer. If we can really keep working on that part and recognize that we can connect this I am to this much broader divinity, which is far more true than any of these passing things, whatever amazing healing will happen. I'm not going to say what the healing is going to look right. like, but everything improves the more I dissociate my I am from these limiting yes. ideas and pathologies that developed in the past. I got to say one thing, Michael, that dawned on me just two days. Wait, when was the 28th? Yesterday. Yesterday. Just yesterday. And it was something I read, but man, it woke me up to what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. So something was written in one of the books I read in the morning, and it was an affirmation. Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep me from presumptuous resentments. Mm -hmm. And I went, I wrote this to myself. Wow. It dawned on me. All my resentments are presumptuous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Think about it. It's true. I even wrote that. It's true. Think yeah. about it. Like, my resentments are presumptuous, but it gets better. This was also in there. I wrote, there's more. You do not need to resent the person who troubles you. Instead, you can overcome the resentment in your own mind, mm. which may have been aroused by that person. Yes. So I said, holy cow, the resentment is a little area in my own subconscious mm -hmm. mind mm -hmm. that I arouse when I become presumptive about others. Yes. So I wrote, aka also known as, tell a negative story about them being against me, affecting my life negatively, victimizing myself. That's what I'm doing. Yes. So, and forgetting all about God's grace, which is what we were opening the whole show on. So I, I started thinking about this. I go, today I have the opportunity to begin again. And like, when anytime you think of resentment, try this. Just realize, no, the resentment isn't about them. The resentment is this. Instead of arousing my old addiction to resentment, this yeah. little part yeah, yeah, of my yeah. subconscious... And releasing harmful chemicals, today I am addicted to everything good. Because I started thinking about it. Wait, just as much as I like to make up these stories when I presumptively assume that guy cut me off purposely, or you could think anything. Oh, look, they knew that it wasn't 15 items or more. You know, that it's always presumptive. Even what you're thinking about your wife, your spouse, your in-laws, mm -hmm. the resentment is just a presumption that wakes up this little resentment thing. Yeah. So I wrote, rather than around, I, I start looking for good blessing events in people. So when I start to feel I'm getting presumptive about someone, this is only between yesterday that I'm using this tool. No, I'm going to bless this instead. Yes. Bless this rather than arousing resentment. And this is now where I get addicted to the good thoughts. Yeah. Because once we start blessing people, you get that good feeling. It feels great to bless and feel and forgive. It feels great to see myself fit and vibrant and healthy mm -hmm. instead of going, oh, I don't know what this back is. Right. Is it ever going to go away, this right. back? No, that's being presumptive 
that's arousing these old addictions mm -hmm. to like you're saying, like to make that choice not to want to feed on those chemicals anymore. And instead today I'm addicted to everything good. And I use, I came up with these two questions. If you're stuck, how would I feel if the problem was resolved? Yes. Number two, where should my focus be? Yep. And you'll know exactly yep. what, because how would I feel if this wasn't, you know, how would I feel if the problem I'm getting resentful about was resolved? 100%. And where should my focus be? Beautiful. Michael? Uh, you know, and I, and I agree too. One reason, see, most of us are taught, like all, all of us have addictions. Addiction is looking something for something outside of ourselves that somehow is going to be good. That it's going to be, you know, like uh, Emma Curtis Hopkins, who taught all the people, she used to say again, why does a thief steal? Because he thinks he's getting his good, but that's not the way to do it. Yes. If you right. really want something, you know, there's a lot of times I've really wanted something and I'm like, oh, there's only because I collect a lot of older books. So I'll never find another one. You'd be surprised if I put the intention out there that I really want my own. It shows up. Yes. I just got to get out of the way. And I think part of our challenge is is learning that self to trust our self guidance because you know when we don't when we unforgive or we're resentful or we call it stress anxiety it's all the same thing it's having really an energy and negative faith and of course it'll I'll picture according to the way we are if we believe we're jinxed guess what we're going to be jinxed. I mean because the I am energy will go into anything we pour it into yeah. that's the way the system works so instead of believing we're sinners and we're ignorant, we can affirm that we are smart. We have divine mind to tap into. And remember, you know, in Genesis, the first two chapters, after every period of creation, they're not 24-hour days. After every period of creation, it's this is good and very good. Nowhere does it say this is bad and this is even worse. Right. See, that's what we add. This is like, I believe, why we can do healing. The atomic structure, the atoms, the molecules, the ethers, quantum field, what do you want to call it? It's basically a neutral, I think you're like a transparent plastic. And if you go back to that level, then you put the idea or thought and feeling in it, it re it can recreate itself because it's just a false image. You know, being sick is just a false idea. Yes. It, and see, the thing too is, you know, when we don't practice forgiveness, because I could nurse a grudge better than anybody. When you don't want to forgive, you basically are self putting yourself into uh, separation. Mm -hmm. And that's the original sin of all, is being that we're separate. Yes. You know, remember when they remember you know the snake represents uh, outside sensation is causative, which we believe in this third dimensional world. This is happening in Washington D.C., so I had to be pissed. But what you really learn with that um, is that get down, get down. Sorry. <laughs> what, what we you, love it. What you, what you really learn is that you are the control and the master of your own life. Yeah. And you have the dimensionship of your own life. Yeah to diminish it you don't want to control anyone else's life you're a full-time job right yeah you know and, when daryl was can, saying that about can. the uh, i just had to say this when daryl was saying that about like resenting people cutting you off or whatever it's really and when you said original sin we want people to know that's the original mistake we make in terms of who we really are yeah, every minute uh, and yeah. and so when we this is what we don't see when we're mad at others is what we're really doing is handcuffing our I am to the belief we are a victim and we are separate. Yeah. And it's so tempting, but it's just like we get this weird addictive pattern to yes. re-handcuffing ourselves 
to that victim state. And that is why this mystical path is about letting go of those resentments and things and re-identifying like you were saying. Yes. I'm sorry to cut you off, Michael. No, uh, victims have no power. Mm -hmm. Martyrs have no power. Why do we want to live that life? Yeah, I've, I've lived that life. I've been the victim, or I was pissed off. Want everyone else to know I'm pissed off? Why? That's insane. Yes. I don't want someone else to know I'm so upset. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's so we're really a self job, you know, and that's why we the, the idea of this divinity within us. It's the oneness we see in all people, and that doesn't mean we're going to get along with everybody. It doesn't mean that we all like the same color or the music. But we're not separate. Yes. I think that's, the, again, that's the original ignorance, because sin really means ignorance. It's missing the mark. But as long as we believe in unity, mm -hmm. unity, it, it really radically shifts us, because we're all working under the same laws of the universe, like yeah. gravity. If I jump off the roof, and the Dalai Lama jumps off the roof, and the Pope jumps off the roof, <laughs> right. God of Spain jumped off the roof, guess what? We're all going to go down. Right. Because it's natural law. And to me, that's the universe, as you know, is neutral. And it, like the, the ancients would say, it's like a mirror. Whatever you image you put in front of the mirror, the mirror will not fight it. It will accept it. We need to know what images we want to put into our mind, because whatever they are, they will grow and will bring feelings. Yeah. And, and it'll manage. So, again, what we believe, you know, faith is believing what you can't see. Mm -hmm. And what, what's really believing and not see is we have laws. We have all this stuff. I mean, and that's really what the teachings are about liberation. Right. You know, some people say, well, I don't like that word salvation. You know, Jesus is a way shower. I said, do you want to be liberated? Jesus taught us a way to liberate ourselves. That's why he said, follow me. Yeah. And then somehow we get, we get messed up with the image and all that stuff. Actually, that's what the cross stands for. The cross is, wasn't invented, you know, by the Catholic Church. The cross is an ancient sign. And really, it's crossing out what is air. That's really right. what the cross stands like. The first symbol of Christianity was the fish. Mm, the yes. And that really is the third and fourth dimension because we live in those different dimensions now, but we're not really aware of it unless we have a, a prayer practice yeah. because then we become more, even more empathic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're here to live joyous lives. You know, you say the word grace, you know, um, in Paul's letter and you see in his epistles and stuff, he says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And what I was taught, grace was like clemency. You know, you got clemency from somebody and so I'm still in prison, but I'm not going to die. The word grace literally is from the word charis, which means joy. So really wow. what Paul's saying is let the joy of the Lord, the joy of these teachings be with you. Yes. That's why the same mind being you that was in Christ Jesus. Yes. See, Jesus is not the exception. He's the standard. Like any mystical teacher, they're showing us the way, you know, but like in Buddhism, you know, the sign says 20 miles to Beverly Hills or whatever. That sign isn't the destination. Right. It's leading us forward yeah. in our journey on the way we go forward and we go through valleys and ditches. And we go through all different things. The key is you don't put a tent up in the in the low places where we don't want to stay. Yes. Right. Because don't don't hang out at have... the signpost either. Yeah, don't exactly. Have... No. Well, it's almost like people become famous. They become famous and then, well, I get the big house, the big money, the big car, and I have a lot of friends. Well, if you lose your contract, you got to pay those bills. There's a lot of money holding up those bills. Right. And, and, and that's why I always believe, too, if you're really a famous person, you have to be very careful of your inner circle. Because the tendency is since you're paying their way and you're going first class and you're buying their clothes and you're somebody because you hang, they know you. You're not going to necessarily get a real authentic answer sometimes. Right. 
And you need people in our life. I think all of us need people in our life to say, hey, you know, Michael, that's a little bit pompous. I think you need to really yeah. think about it. Oh, yes, Michael, what wisdom you have. I mean, that's the ego. Because, and, and I think part of that is meditation to me brings out our authentic self. Yes. Our divinity. And, you know, Jesus said to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I never liked that. Because I always say you got to love them. But what I realized studying metaphysics, the highest understanding I have of self-love Self-appreciation, self-guidance is all I can share with anyone else. I so can't true. give an energy that I don't have. Now that's and that's not narcissistic. That's the and that's really the truth. Yep. I can't give what I don't know. Yeah. So this idea that I'm scum and you're perfect, Jesus never taught that. You know, Jesus said, be perfect as your heavenly father's perfect. The word perfect in Aramaic means literally complete. Now, why would Jesus say to be complete if you're fragmented in original sin? The Jewish people have never believed in original sin. Now, that doesn't mean that people don't make mistakes. I'm not saying there's no Holocaust. I'm not saying that. But you'll never hear any Jewish rabbi say, it's the devil did it. You know, people can be selfish. We have a selfish nature, but we can overcome it. And really, that's the purpose of meditation. Meditation is not to become necessarily a medium, even though you become more in tune. It's to let yourself be at a higher vibration to live the life you want, because then that becomes your field of attraction. Yeah. And we all want good. Anyone that doesn't want good, they're living in a sanitarium. And yes. that's not what we want to live. Well, listen, man, we got to wrap up this sanitarium uh, in a moment here. Do you have that re reading? Because I know you came up with a good yes, old-time guidance yes, reading. Because, yes, And it's because that Christ mind is within each of us that we can receive the same guidance. And Absolutely. it works. It's amazing. It works here and now. And Chobo Studios are in... Vista or wherever we are, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're listening to this, this yeah. stuff is working for you. We are all famous people in the mind of God. We are all celebrities worthy of being celebrated. So let's Absolutely. hear this guidance yes. reading, man. Okay, this is from uh, May 17th, 1931. And the affirmation is, this day my feet are directed into the path of light, peace, joy, and success. What a uh, security we feel when we are sure that we are being directed into a path that has divine approval. Our cares and trials seem to be at an end when we realize that we are being led by spirit into taking away uh, wherein we shall be attended by spirit all along the road. Are you undecided today as uh, to what to do? Does the decision seem to be difficult, a, a difficult one to make? Does your way at times seem to be a hard one to travel? Have you been going the way of sharp stones and bleeding feet? Then turn to the spirit of Christ within you and ask direction. Ask to be shown the right way, the way of spirit, the way of peace and success. When we are centered in spiritual consciousness, you know God will god's will for you your path is mapped out for you he attends you and makes your way easy your feet are kept upon the right path you will not be uh, uncertain about the future when you go the way of spirit joy and success will be yours go forward this day in the realization that god is with you at all times learn to feel his presence train yourself to take his orders and to obey his commands and the scriptures from the uh, great book of Isaiah, chapter 2, verse 3. He will teach us of his ways, and we will walk 
in his past. And I want to say, too, what we're talking about there in that thing is the laws. The laws of spirit is what we want. It's not some outside law being put upon us. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I think sometimes when you read some of that, so well, I don't need somebody directing me to go, I'm a, I'm a, you are a free spirit. But there are certain patterns that will lead to the way we want to go. Yeah. You can get so faster if you're on a freeway with concrete or asphalt than you're on a dirt road with a buggy. Yeah, You can still go there, but it's bump, 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 bump. And I think the law is for us. That's the blessing is you can wake up to it. Because I think sometimes in our, our life, we try to we try to make cause and effect not work. So in what will happen is eventually we'll get broken by the law. Right. Negative thinking, complaining, whining, uh, bitching, whatever you want to call it. Uh, even if it's true, it only leads to more of that energy. And that's not what you want. Yes. None of us want that. And it, again, it affects our subconscious mind. And as you know, what we believe the I am, if we believe that we're going to be sick, or something, or we believe we're gonna we gonna have something happen we don't want to. It'll happen. Yeah, we, you know, because really the self guidance of the Christ is a self fulfilling prophecy, but we're the one writing the script. You know, Neville Goddard is the last thing I'll say. Neville Goddard used to teach that we are the star of the play. We're on the stage. We're the actor. We're the script. We're the producer. We're the director. But here's the deal, and this is what our life is: when the actor leaves the production and goes to his dressing room. He becomes who he is, the I am again. You don't carry that character into your dressing room. Right. That's called insanity. And a lot of us have these, these crazy scripts we've written. You know, some of them are epically stupid. But we go to we go to our dressing room, which is symbolically going into the silence. Why would we bring that limited thinking there? I mean, some people yes. do. I know from time I did too. That's insanity. Yes. My I am is transparent. Right. It's limitless. And maybe I'm and, and we go through things to learn. And grow through. That's what we're here to do. This is what this dimension is. Right. But instead of fighting it, I want to accept it and go through so I don't have to do it again. Yeah. That's the revolution. It's an evolution to a higher, you know, in the spiral, you're going higher. Who wants to degenerate and go down? <laughs> right. And that because that, that's really a faulty ego thinking. Yeah. So. And uh those who might have those kind of resistant like thoughts, like you're saying, like, who why do I need guidance? The beauty of these things is you will feel more like yourself. Yeah. Even yes, though it's a process yes. of letting go of these ideas yes, and going into meditation, yes, I guarantee yes. you'll come out feeling more confident about who you are yes. and never less. Mu will you say just a yes. quick affirmative prayer for related to guidance? And then we're going to read this little uh, story we have for you and get this thing you, wrapped I up. Did, you want me to say a prayer or something? Yeah. Or, like or, kind of yeah. tap us into guidance for everyone listening because we've said a lot of things about it, but. If you okay. could just say a nice prayer for us to drop into that state, to be receptive and, you know, slide into that feeling, it'd be great. Okay. Well, I just invite us to become still in the divinity within us. And as we breathe into that knowingness, we know that we are always at peace and we're always at joy. And we know by the divinity within us, our life is perfect. And any snags or any knots become dissolved in our understanding of the truth of our being. We are the Christ. We are the saviors of our own life. We can guide ourselves into the path and onto the experiences that we want to enjoy. So again, let's just take a deep breath and know that it is through our higher consciousness that we truly bring heaven to earth, which is, of course, heaven symbolically is divine ideas, and earth metaphysically is our own body and our experiences. We are self-creating the life that we want. So may we be open to change. May we be open to grow. May we be open to be the light of our own life.
And we just know this to be so by the power and dwelling us. Amen. Amen. Wow. Man, you know, earlier you said every, there's some people believe that we live like all most people believe from the belly button down or whatever. There's equal danger in living from the neck up. And that's what Absolutely. a lot of people Yeah, like Absolutely. we, we got to be our whole self. Yes. Only yes. when these things get separated again, yeah. separation, do they start to run amok. But yeah. our whole healthy self yes. involves every Absolutely. single part of us, you know? Absolutely. Okay. Um, Unity Way, you can find Michael Schoonover. You can go on YouTube and find his talks. They're amazing. Um, thank you for coming on, Michael. We love I'm you. I'm happy. I, I just, you're such a blessing. And you, you, you really, you help me grow your teachers for me. That's amazing. You know, I believe we're all teachers and we're all students. Because when I've had people say, well, I'm the teacher, you're the student. That's eh, a problem. Because then there's more ego. We're all on this journey together. Yes. And you guys, you are a testament to the truth. And you're impacting people in ways you don't even know. Mm. And I think that's the power of living this practice. Because it goes forth in so many different ways and dimensions. And, and I'm going to say thing. You know, we say the word Jesus Christ. Jesus is the human. The Christ is the divine. You know, we're Michael Christ. You're Daryl Christ. You're Ed Christ. Yeah. The human and the divine must be knitted together. And see, you're absolutely right. Because I don't believe we're here to know this truth and then live in a cave. Right. We're here to live it like Jesus went about doing it, to mm. living it. And I think you're right. You need that balance. And it's, to me, meditation that balances. We're not here to escape the world. I think sometimes people want to escape the world. We're not here to escape. We're here to relish the, the foods and the music we like, the books we like, watching baseball, whatever it is. It's yeah. like if you want to be a good pianist or a golf player or an athlete, what do they tell you? You practice. Yeah. It's the practice of the practice. And every great athlete will tell you, you go back to the basics. You see, yeah. and that's what, like a piano. They keep doing the scales. Right. You want to be, you keep doing whatever your exercise are. And I think as human beings, that well, that's why it's so important to have a prayer practice yeah. and whatever that you decide that is. But I do say it should be different once in a while because if it becomes rote, you're la 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 la. I wonder if it's, I wonder if the coffee's done. You know that? Yeah. Or, or the, you want it to be a, that whatever that time is to be so sacred for you because you're worth it. You're, yes. You are worth it. You're not here. We're not some cosmic dice thrown on the sand. We have chosen to be here. Yeah. And, and we do have challenges and growth, but you know what? It's when you meet people like you two. It's like when you discover these teachings, you change your life radically. Radically. Now, we'll be, there'll be bold. There won't be Michael Wood, Hollywood sign on, you know, up there. But it changes <laughs> my life. We impact each other. And I think that's the beauty of these teachings, because if you apply them, they work. Yeah. If you're consistent. Right. And, and I just know you can't break law and we live in a world of cause and effect. Yeah. And we believe in the law of circulation. Yeah. And so what we see, here's the thing. We circulate. You know, people say, be in the flow, be in the flow. But here's the deal. You can't be in the flow unless you're released because then there's a dam. Right. You know, we, we need the ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And I think sometimes we need to remember that. That's that releasing. Like people in counseling will say, well, Michael, I have no more forgiveness work. I say, wow, that's great. What do you think about who's running for president? Don't you even go there. And I'm like, wow, it seems like you got more forgiveness work. Because if, <laughs> if, if you are really a spiritual student and you believe all things work for good and there's only God, then everything is working despite what my appearance or perspective is. Yes. See, and, that's, and I think that's what a practice of truth really teaches yes. us to be on the way. The I am is the way, but you have to have the method. Yeah. 
And, and you have to love and support each other. And you can't do it alone. It's really hard to do it alone. That's why I encourage people like listen to this, take classes, because when you're alone, you're too isolated. We need other, uh, we, we need a, a spiritual support group. We really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 100% right. Charles Fillmore called it spiritualizing your consciousness. And that's when the power yeah, naturally absolutely. flows through. And that's what we're really doing. Once we spiritualize our consciousness, it doesn't matter what we're doing. It will be blessed, man. It will absolutely. be expression. All right, so little Michael Schoonover was a bit of a troublemaker, as you could probably guess. Wait, this is a story about Michael. It's a story about Michael, oh, yeah. okay. When he asked his mother for a bike for his birthday, his mother, who was a Calvinist, told him, write a letter to God telling God why he deserved a bike for his birthday. You know, she wanted to teach him a lesson. Michael smiled and ran up to his room. Letter one. Dear God, I've been a very good boy this year. I would like a bike for my birthday. I want a red one. Your friend, Michael. Michael knew this was not true. He had not been a very good boy this year, so he tore up the letter and started over. Letter two. Dear God, I know I haven't been a good boy this year. I am very sorry. I'll be a good boy if you just send me a red bike for my birthday. Thank you, Michael. Michael knew even if it was true, this letter was not going to get him a bike. By now, he was very upset. Michael went downstairs and told his mother he wanted to go to church. Michael's mother thought her plan had worked because Michael looked very sad. Just be home in time for dinner, his mother said. Michael walked down the street to the church and up to the altar. He looked around to see if anyone was there. Then he picked up a statue of the Virgin Mary, slipped it under his jacket, and ran out of the church, down the street, into his house, and up to his room. Michael shut the door, sat down, and wrote his letter to God. I got your mama. If you want to see her again, send the bike. Signed, you know who. And you and you know that is such a great story because you know in many ways that's a lot of us how we were taught to pray. Yeah, taught to pray like that. I've been a boy. I haven't said any any foul words. You better come through this time. Yeah, it's like we're bargaining with God. How insane! Yeah, we're bargaining like we're pleading somebody. You know, gotta somebody's make a good word for me. See again, our idea of God is not big enough. I agree. That's a puny idea. Yeah. So if you're thinking negative stuff. Don't scream about it. Don't think about it. Turn your head now, baby. Just spit it out. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. And as always, thank Michael you for Scudover, being a Indy, part. Chobo, we love you. Jeff Comfort. A funniest thing with Daryl and Ed. Don't worry about it. Don't speak about it. Turn your head now, baby. Just spit it out. Woo! Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Recording your podcast at home or using cheap gear or spending all your time editing or here at Chobo, we have podcast studios, podcast editing, podcast distribution, podcast clips, and don't forget the snack bar. Completely automate your podcast or just delegate the work you don't want to do. Oh, dead ass.